<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast, delivered every Tuesday, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar, from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast with First Metro Securities. I'm Royce Aguilar, I'm part of the Equity Research Team. So for those uh, first time listening in, our, our usual sequences, we'll talk about the summary and outlook for the PSEI, and then we'll mention some picks for you guys. And then afterwards, we'll talk about the theme. And our theme for this week um, is all about stock rights offering. Okay, so let's get started. So the PSEI extended its rally last week to close at 6,969.88. So we were up by around 284 points or 4.25% as investors cheered the trial data from drug companies Pfizer and BioNTech indicating their COVID-19 vaccine has a 90% success rate in preventing infection from the virus. Meanwhile, the market's reaction to the third quarter Philippine GDP reading was muted. So keep in mind, the actual data came in at negative 11.5% compared to expectations of only negative 9.6%. Okay? In terms of volume, volume is there. Daily turnover value was at uh, $11.3 while foreigners were net buyers by 3.2 billion pesos. So that's a very significant data coming in in terms of market data. So that confirms the market's uh, rally, so to speak. We have net foreign buying, we have high volume, right? And then in terms of what we expect to happen this week, we expect the market to take a breather a bit, right? After a sharp rally last week, and as investors assess the potential economic impacts brought by Typhoon Ulysses, Investors will also await the Banco Central ng Filipinas Monetary Board meeting this week. So the market expects rates to remain unchanged, as the BSP earlier mentioned, holding off any adjustments for the year after a series of aggressive rate cuts. But of course, some economists are seeing that there may be a different language, mainly because, again, we there was a lower than expected GDP, so maybe the BSP would take action. So nevertheless, you know, in terms of consensus, so there's no change. But let's see, maybe there's a change in language. That's why all the more important we have to uh, await what the governor will say. Then besides that, in terms of data, there's also U.S. retail sales on Tuesday. And then in terms of earnings release, we have GT Capital on Tuesday as well. So in terms of our picks, okay, so we have three buy picks for you guys. So the first two are actually related to the water concessionaires too. So let's, uh, let's tackle what news that is. So first is uh, Manila Water Company, Inc. So President Duterte, has approved the Department of Justice's recommendation on the terms and conditions for its water concession deal with Maynilad and Manila Water Company, Inc. So next step now is for the government to reconvene with those water concessioners to discuss the specific details of the concession agreement. One salient feature or one salient change was the removal of the non-interference clause. So bottom line, the government will have a say in terms of the settling of the rates. Management assured, though, that investors that increased government oversight on rate setting is not worrisome in their view. So what we think is that the news flow is likely to lift the overhang on 
Manila Water Company Inc. issuing the government initial plan in December 2019 to revoke the extension of Mayilid and Manila Water's concession agreement. So effectively shortening both operations to only until end 2022. So keep in mind, it came to that point. So given this recent positive developments throughout the year, so this is definitely a bullish outlook moving forward. Of course, in terms of this current uh, issue. So for MPI, so what management said is, of course, that they have yet to receive the unofficial copy of the draft agreement. Nonetheless, we also think that will uh, lift the overhang on MPI. So keep in mind that MPI one of the cheapest stocks in the index. So it really has that uh, upside ahead uh, uh, for the company. So to be specific with the price action, so first on for Manila Water, we recommend buying Manila Water. Once it breaks above 14.80, so of course it did break above that price um, last Friday. So you can buy at current prices or on the pullback a bit. Just set your cut loss below 13.75. You can take profits at 70.80. For MPI, we recommend buying MPI once it breaks out above 4.38. So of course, we have been recommending MPI ever since um, it was uh, at 3 pesos level. So at, at current levels, you can set your cut loss below 3.93, take profits at 5.10, okay? Our last buy pick is Megawide Construction Corp. So MY reiterated that the company is capable of financing all phases of the NAIA rehabilitation project. So further, it announced that GMR, MY's partner operator and technical partner, has agreed to infuse 40% equity participation in the said project. Okay, so as mentioned in a prior report, so given the partnership's bullish stance on tourism recovery and its expertise on airport construction operation, the MYGMR may be able to enhance the ESF operational efficiency and turn it into a positive earnings driver for the duration of the 18-year concession. In addition, the government's consideration for the struggling airline sector and its willingness to renegotiate contract terms with the MYGMR tandem brings good news and allows MY to potentially seal a better deal for the NIA rehabilitation project. So basically, in terms of price action, it did move significantly well late last week. So you can buy at current prices. If you're more conservative, you could buy on pullbacks until 8.38. Okay, so that's uh, all about our weekly summary outlook and picks. Okay, so moving on to our theme for the week. So we have a topic all about stock rights offering. Okay, so this comes from several sources as always. So you have Investopedia, CNBC, and the like. So first, let's define what is a rights offering. Okay, so it's actually a group of rights offered to existing shareholders to purchase additional stock shares known as uh, subscription warrants in proportion to their existing holdings. So these are considered to be a type of option since it gives a company shareholders the right, but not the obligation, to purchase additional shares in the company. So in a rights offering, the subscription price at which each share may be purchased is generally discounted relative to the current market price. So rights are often transferable, allowing the holder to sell them in the open market. So how does it work? So in a rights offering, each shareholder receives the right to purchase pro rata allocation of additional shares at a specific price within a specific period. So usually it's one week or two weeks or it could be could last a month for some uh, markets. Shareholders notably are not obligated to exercise this right. So a rights offering is effectively an invitation to existing shareholders to purchase additional new shares in the company. So more specifically, 
this type of issue gives existing shareholders securities called rights, which will give the shareholders the right to purchase new shares at a discount to the market price on a stated future date. So the company is giving shareholders a chance to increase their exposure to the stock at a discount price. But until the date at which the new shares can be purchased, shareholders may trade the rights on the market the same way they will trade ordinary shares. So for example, right now you have AC Energy, right? So right now you can trade the stock the same way you could trade it normally on usual days, right? We'll talk about AC Energy later on. So the rights issued to a shareholder have value, thus compensating current shareholders for the future dilution of their existing shares' value. So dilution occurs because a rights offering spreads a company's net profit over a wider number of shares. Thus, the company's earnings per share, or EPS, decreases as the allocated earnings result in share Delusion. So basically, the key takeaways from our discussion the past minute. So a rights issues invitation to existing shareholders. In a rights offering, each shareholder receives the right to purchase a prorata allocation. Shareholders can buy new shares at a discount for a certain period. And with the rights issue, more shares are issued to the market. The stock price is diluted and will likely go down. Okay, so why would a company issue a rights offering. So it's several reasons, actually. So the companies most commonly issue a rights offering to raise additional capital, right? A company may need extra capital to meet its current financial obligations. There there are some cases that troubled companies typically use right issues to pay down debt, especially when they are unable to borrow more money. So companies with healthy balance sheet may also raise money to a rights offering or rights issue to acquire a competitor or open new facilities. So for a shareholder, this can actually create capital gains. However, not all companies that pursue rights offerings are in financial trouble. So even companies with a clean balance sheet may use rights issue. So it can be a way to raise extra capital to fund expenditures designed to expand the company's business, such as opening new facilities, right? So for EC Energy, it, it will basically have new plants later on, both locally and international. So how does rights issues work? Let's cite an example. So how do rights issues work? So let's say you own 1,000 shares in ABC Corporation. So for example, each of which is worth 550 uh, pesos, right? So the company is, for example, in financial trouble, needs to raise cash to cover its debt obligation. So ABC therefore announces a rights offering through which it plans to raise 30 million pesos by issuing 10 million shares to existing shareholders at a price of 3 pesos each. So this issue is a 3 for 10 rights issues. In other words, for every 10 shares you hold, ABC is offering you another 3 at a deeply discounted price of 3 pesos per share. So the price is 45% less than the 550 at which ABC currently trades, right? So that's an example. As a shareholder, you have actually three options with the rights issues. You can subscribe to the rights issue in full. That's number one. Number two, you can ignore your rights. Or number three, sell the rights to someone else. So let's try to tackle each of the scenario. So number one, to take advantage of the rights issue in full, you would need to spend three pesos for every ABC share that you are entitled to purchase under the issue. So as you hold 1,000 shares, you can buy up to 300 new shares, right? Because as we mentioned earlier, three shares for every 10 you already own. That's the terms and condition. At a discounted price 
of 3 pesos for a total price of 900 pesos, right? However, while the discount on the newly issued share is 45% discount of current market price, the value of each share will be diluted as a result of the increased number of shares issued. So to see if the rights issue does, in fact, give a material discount, you need to estimate how much ABC shares will be diluted. So in estimating the dilution, remember that you can never know for certain the future value of your expanded shareholdings. It's, it can be affected by business, market factors, but the theoretical share price that will result after the right issue is complete, which is the X rights share price, is possible to calculate. So basically, the, the price is found by dividing the total price that you will have paid for your ABC shares by the total number of shares you will own, right? So it can be computed, but bottom line, at current prices, it the, the, basically the value of the current stock right now is uh, lower, mainly because of the dilution effect, right? So that's number one. That's your first option to take up the rights to purchase in full. Number two, you can actually ignore the rights, right? As, as we mentioned, it's a right not an obligation. So you may not have the 900 pesos to purchase the additional 300 shares at 3 pesos each. So you can always let your rights expire. But this is not normally recommended because if you choose to do nothing, your shareholding will be diluted thanks to the extra shares issued by the company. Okay, so number one, you can pick up the rights to purchase in full. That's the first option we discussed. Number two, you can ignore it. But ignoring it, as mentioned, it's not recommended. So number three, you can actually sell your rights to other investors. In some cases, rights are not transferable, right? So these are known as non-renounceable rights. But in most cases, your rights allow you to decide whether you want to take up the option to buy the shares or sell your rights to other investors or the underwriter. So rights that can be traded are called renounceable rights. After they have been traded, the rights are known as nil paid rights. So to determine how much you may gain by selling the rights, you can estimate value of the nil paid rights ahead of the time. So again, a precise number is difficult, but you can get a rough value by taking the value of the X rights price and subtracting the rights issue price. So for example, at the adjusted X rights price of 4.92 pesos less 3 pesos, your nil paid rights are worth 1.92 pesos per share. So selling these rights will create a capital gain. But of course, Usually in, in the Philippine setting, you only have the first two options. You can take up the rights to purchase in full or you can ignore the rights. And again, ignoring the rights is not usually recommended. So what are the advantages of rights offering? So companies generally offer rights when they need to raise money. We talked about that earlier to pay off debt, purchase equipment, acquire another company. Other significant benefits of rights offering for the company are that issuing company can bypass underwriting fees. So there's no shareholder approval needed. And market interest in the issuer's common stock generally peaks. For existing shareholders, rights offerings present the opportunity to purchase additional shares at a discount. So that's a fact. There are also disadvantages, as mentioned. Rights offerings present disadvantages to both the issuing company and existing shareholders. So shareholders may disapprove because of their concern with dilution. The offering may result in more concentrated investor positions. For the issuing company, in an attempt to raise capital, they may find that additional required filings and procedures associated with the rights offerings are too costly and time-consuming. So there are times that the cost of the rights offering may outweigh the benefits. Also, let's tackle the details for AC Energy. Of course, this I'm, I'm talking as of the moment, Monday morning pre-market, right? 
November 16 morning, pre-market. I'm talking to you guys. And there are no um, further details yet. Okay, so currently, AC Energy's board of directors approved the company's planned stock rights offering. So ASEN, A-C-E-N, will issue 2.27 billion shares at 2.37 pesos per share. So that's around 80% premium compared to last price of 4.18. So it's still subject to the approval by the SEC, right? So basically, those are your key details about the planned stock rights offering. But keep in mind, they actually mentioned this late last year already. You can actually, I've been seeing it in the company website for the whole year, right? That 2.27 billion shares, 2.37 pesos per share. Right, so that there are actually some traders that miss the stocks rally mainly because of the SRO overhang. But of course, let's discuss the details. So just to brief you guys about who AC Energy is. So it's the energy platform of the Ayala company. AC Energy is one of the fastest growing energy companies. So it, it has two billion US dollars of invested and committed equity in renewable and thermal energy in the country and around the region. So. AC Energy is actually expanding rapidly outside of the country through strategic partnerships and greenfield initiatives. So the company aspires to exceed 5 gigawatts of renewables capacity and generate at least 50% energy output from renewables by 2025. So as of 2019, AC Energy's power portfolio is registered an attributable capacity of over 1.8 gigawatts in operations and under construction, spanning projects in Philippines, Indonesia, and Vietnam. So currently... It also has projects in India, right? Uh, even in Australia. So basically, keep in mind that in terms of recent developments in the company, there are lots of positive developments for the company. So I just want to discuss a bit. Last June, AC Energy plans to implement this asset for share swap that added 176 megawatts of attributable capacity to AC Energy, the listed company. So actually, the company already recognized earnings from these assets retroactively given the regulatory approval by the SEC. We actually, in the in its last earnings briefing call, you can see that its core earnings actually tripled despite the pandemic, mainly because of these new assets. The assets that were injected into AC Energy include that the 35% stake in its SL Tech coal plant, the 52 megawatts uh, North, North Wind project, the 81 megawatts Pagod Pudwin project, and the 18 megawatts Montesolar Energy project. So... That's the local, right? So it actually injected already domestic power assets. But moving forward, there will also be injection of assets outside the country. So that will actually continue to support its uh, rapid rise in its bottom line. It is expected that AC Energy will also get Presage Corporation from AC Energy, its parent, right? And it's supposed the deal is supposedly by the end of this year. So basically, Presage, we discuss in several playbook reports, in our daily reports. Presage holds all of AC Energy's international renewable energy assets. Right? So basically, once this gets integrated into AC Energy, the holding company, it will definitely boost its net income moving forward. Keep in mind injection of power assets, and keep in mind also that AC Energy is still a growing company. It's not yet a mature company. It still has a lot of upside. Keep in mind, again, as of mid-2019, 1.8 gigawatts in operation and under construction. And its goal is to exceed 5 gigawatts of renewable capacity. Right. So for ASEN, they mentioned for a long time this 2.37 per share SRO. It's just a matter of time they get regulatory approvals. And besides that, we mentioned the catalyst, right? 
the injection of international assets. There's also this renewable shift in the country, right? And moving past the coal or fossil fuel powered era. There's also this um, new catalyst where ACNG was added to the MSCI. So you, you expect some boost, especially by the end of this month, as passive funds add the stock into their portfolio. So there, basically, AC Energy is definitely something to look at for the long-term investors, especially at current price, it's still trading at 80% premium compared to the 2.37 per share, right? So you have basically expect the stock to correct a bit more, but still you, you have huge upside, especially given its plans. It's just aggressively expanding as of the moment. So there. Thank you for listening in. I hope you guys learned a bit about a stock rights offering. So this is Ross Aguilar, part of the Equity Research Team. And thank you for listening in to another episode of the Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. So with First Metro Securities, it's hashtag your future first. Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly Podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join facebook.com slash groups slash firstmetrosec and be part of the First Metrosec family. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>